SNZ, it's 12.32, time to get in the fast lane, but it's in the fast lane on dirt going in circles, and it's the Chili Bowl live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the biggest thing in Speedway in the good old US of A, and many say the biggest thing in Speedway in the world, and the perfect man to be there is Mr. 100%, multiple midget car champion New Zealand, I think he's 11 times North Island champion, Graham Standring, 11, was it 11 you got? Um, I wish. I think it was closer to nine, but I'll take the 11. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, talk to us about the Chili Bowl, because I think you and I have spoken about this just casually before. This is this is the biggest deal in Speedway in, in America, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's the biggest deal for midget car racing. The Knoxville Nationals are the biggest for sprint car racing, but certainly for midget car racing, this is the biggest deal. And what makes it so much more uni- unique than anything else it's held inside because we've got a two-degree temperature outside. It's held indoors in a building that's 41,470 square metres. Now, if we put that into good old Kiwi terms, the building without clear floor, no no vertical um, holding up the roof or anything, 1.88 acres. <laughs> and and uh, you sent me a picture yesterday, and I was staggered, but is it the same size for the pit area as well? Yes, it is. That, that's the entire building. Oh, right. So within the building, there's a, a one-fifth mile dirt track from Little Western Springs, and there's pitting for 374 entries. So there's 374 cars there, and there's pitting and the track and the grandstands for all of that whole thing under one roof. How many times have you been to the Chili Bowl, mate? This is my first. This is my first, in, in essence, because um, I'm so involved with Western Springs, and and we're still doing our racing there through the summer. So this is the first time without Western Springs I've been able to get over here, and it's absolutely been a blast. There's just so much to see. Each night of racing, it takes it takes five nights of racing before the final night. So they started on Monday night with 70 cars, different cars each night, and they qualified down to a 24 lap. I mean, a 24 car feature race with of 30 laps. And it's, it's and then the next night there's another seventy cars. <laughs> Are you living your best life right now? I, I can't I can't believe I, I can't believe my good luck. Sometimes I'm usually a lucky guy, but this is extraordinary. Um, and the amount of people that um, are over here from New Zealand, and there's two Australian competitors here as well. Um, it's really really quite good to just catch up in a lot of essence with a lot of the older guys that I've I've raced against, like Jimmy Sills and and Corey Day and all these sorts of guys that. I've done some racing within the past. Uh, do you get recognised by fans that were uh, of that gen- of your generation that that knew how good you were? Um, yes, yeah. I don't want to get too big headed, and naturally, you know, I just <laughs> yes, it's true. Yes, that I do, and and more so with my involvement with um, the promotion which Dave Turner does for the for the um, for the coverage of the Speedway yeah. in New Zealand, which naturally goes live stream to the US. So I have a lot of people wanting their photo taken, and I've really no idea who they are. <laughs> oh, lap it up, mate! Lap it up. You only get to do it once, and that's the most. That's the most important thing. Now, I noticed that our our good guys, Michael Pickens, is up there, as is Brad Mosen. So, I you texted me and said Michael's made it into the B main. Now, if he does well in the B main, does he not get a chance to go into the big gun, the A main? Yes, he does. But his his weekend or his his tour here didn't start that well. They built a brand new car um, for him and, and he sort of went out and in the first lap of the practice session, the car stopped. Um, the engine expired. 
And what had happened was they'd built this brand new car and they'd forgotten to put oil in the engine. Oh, I knew I'd no, oil, no, no, no. Pickens would exactly. never do that. Oh, my God. I know. I know. And anyhow, so then, then they got they got another engine. They put another engine in the car ready for a second practice session. And he went out and the drive line, so that's the drive shaft that goes from the engine to the, to the differential, that was well out of balance. And it just about shook him to bits. He had to replace the drive line. This is all on his birthday last Monday. <laughs> they finally got the whole, their whole act together and he had um, a first heat race win. And his second heat race, he won that also. And what makes it a little more difficult over here, you get passing points. So he was didn't get many passing points because he didn't start very far back. And that made him start out of grid five for the feature race. To be honest, watching him, the car didn't look great. I didn't think they'd had the time to, to go through the whole um, adjusting the car to suit the conditions. And Michael does what Michael does. He pulled a cat out of the bag and ran it into third place. And like you said, um, with the, that, the first two guys transfer immediately into the A main on Saturday night. The A main is the big dance. So with Michael running third, he actually gets to come out of the B main. So he will be off the front row of the B main. And should he win that race, which we're certainly eagerly hoping that he will, he will start out of grid position 11 or grid position 12 for the feature race on Saturday night, which has run over 55 laps. How good is he against these guys? Let's let's be blunt. What are his chances of winning the Chili Bowl? Um, if we're talking in percentages, I would say he's 75 to, to 90% chance of winning it. There's some very, every driver here is very, very good. Um, we've got all different guys. There's even um, IndyCar drivers over here at the moment. Fantino Ferrucci, who finished third in the Indianapolis 500. He's running a car here. There's a there's, um, world of outlaw guys, but Michael is, is a midget car expert, and they, he has, he's got the greatest reputation over here. Everybody knows Michael Pickens. His, his T-shirts and things like that are selling really, really well. Wow. He has got a very, very good chance of um, getting at least top five, I would say, in the, in the feature. The, the night last night was won by Buddy Kofoid, who's just finished yeah. his visit in Tillich in New Zealand. Um, body will be hard to beat, and he'll be further forward than Michael. So it's very hard. About the track's so small that it's about 11 second laps, 11 seconds per lap, and the noise is unbelievable. <laughs> You've just got no idea. It's like I've put a noise meter on my phone, and it's pegged on 120 because that's as high as it'll go. <laughs> Thank but God it, it's inside. It, I know it's just unbelievable, and and surprisingly, the the dust and the fumes, etc., are well exhausted out of the place. It's 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 on. The, it has to be on people's bucket list if they're into speedway. Have you seen uh, Kyle last? I heard Kyle last was was having a crack. Yes, he got a. Um, he he was not on the entry list. Either was um, Rico Abreu or Christopher Bell, who have all been in New Zealand racing and have uh, been Chili Bowl winners in the past. But um, Keith Coons, Keith Coons Motorsport, got the call from Kyle Larson. Have you got a spare car? He said, yes, naturally we have for, for you, Kyle. And so on Thursday night, he's joining the entry list and he's running on Thursday night. He flies off to do something else on Saturday. And then after Saturday, they fly him back here to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to compete in the Chili Bowl should he be far enough up the field that he can get here at a late stage. Now, we must have here, Brad Mosner's over there with uh, Michael, isn't he? Yes, he is. Brad 
Um, he he endured some some sickness, some food poisoning. He's done his qualifying and and as much as that he's had his two practice sessions. And when I talk about practice sessions, it's very very short. They get to run around and get their car started, and they get four laps of practice, and that's it. So he's had two of those, and now he doesn't compete until Friday night, and he's competing in the Andy Bondio cars. Now, if, if there's a different car, if a car is different, it's an Andy Bondio car. These guys are like the mad scientists, and they've got all these gadgets and all these different things, and Brad's just, at the moment, negotiating to go backwards on some of these things to get him back to more what, what he would consider a car that he's more familiar with. And um, he's got his crew chief over here from New Zealand, Tim Clark, and his car owner over here, Wayne Green. So he's running on Friday night. He qualifies on Friday night with um, the last year's champion, Logan Seavey, who himself has been here in New Zealand. Mate, you are going to have to tell me what these all these gadgets are that make things different uh, for Brad at the moment that he's not used to. When you say that, what are, what are you actually talking about? Well, um, the car is visibly different to look at, and um, there's an adjustment in the car that can change the back axle to make the car sort of crab sideways, yep. and, and there's... Um, other adjustments where the car can, um, it's just weird. It's just weird, but it all, it's all the same. I mean, they all go around at the same speed and it's amazing that somebody can have such a different format as such and still be competitive with it. There are, um, the, the, there's no, no frame in front of the front axle, whereas most of the cars, the frame, the front axle is included in the frame. Um, the rear end of the car has not got a conventional, um, like shaped, speedway cone on the back it's just got what looks like a letterbox on the back it, it's just radically different that's all no, until that... you see it and compare it beside another car and if you saw one by itself you wouldn't consider it to be look like a, a midget car as we know it in the um you know in the, in the context of midget cars hey um what's it like as an event what sort of crowds do they get indoors um it's been building the first night was probably 80% full. The third night was probably 90% full. And tonight is probably 95% full. When it comes to the final night, they believe it's standing room only. It's absolutely packed. And I think they've got a seated audience. We're, we've all got numbered seats. So we, we go to the same spot each night. and We end up making friends with the people around us. And the seated size of the audience, I think, is 3,000 people. And there's an area where the, it's called the rowdy area. And um, there's a particular grandstand where these guys just absolutely party it up all weekend. And they're, just, they're hilarious. They just are noisy. They're just having the time of their lives. And there's one, there's, I've got to tell you about this one guy. This one guy many years ago turned up with a car, just a frame of a car. And he, had a, he bought an engine for $100. And he put a list of parts that he wanted everybody from every team, because there's several teams he had donated a part. And this guy's run his car, and he's, 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 he's in a, a mobility scooter. Yeah. And he gets into this car, and he comes last in every race. 
but in 2017, he won a race, and apparently the roof just about came off this joint. They went wild. Oh, man. It sounds like you're you're having the time of life. Graham, it is always a pleasure uh, talking to you. Thanks so much for giving us uh, the thoughts on the chilli bowl. And, well, say good day to Brad, and more importantly, say uh, good day to uh, Michael Pickens for me, because I know Michael really well. I've, I've driven a sprint car, says he confidently. Uh, and we're, <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, wish him the best of luck, mate. Thanks so much. Absolutely, and um, yeah, I can keep you updated. I'll probably just text tomorrow with some results if you'd like to talk about those, but certainly put it on your bucket list. It's well worth the cost of getting here, and it's it's just hilarious, the whole thing, and, and naturally, if you're a Speedway um, enthusiast, and even, even only marginal enthusiast, you would get here and you would absolutely have the time of your life.